Two Girls in the Mic, season two. <laughs> We're going to be here forever. You know what? Hello. Welcome back, everybody. Happy. Happy New Year! Yes, 2019! Can you imagine? Oh my goodness. It's 2019. We made it. So it's a new year. And mm. guys, can we announce after our brief hiatus? <laughs> We've said this. This so is. We, no, 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 but we haven't said this. <laughs> this is season two, no, guys. That's right. Yeah, so it's a new back. year, new season. And this will help because it means that I can start counting again. <laughs> didn't know what number we were up to do you remember that time in season one when i'd only listened to episode five or episode nine because this time we'd done about 30 plus episodes i'm like sure no i thought no i sound really intelligent on episode nine i quite like replaying it okay so this is season two episode one so we're back it's 2019 clean slate so we have in store for you more guests on the horizon yeah yeah more in-depth discussions on the horizon more of us miss she talks and la and we are going to be you know taking the podcast um further and further we thank you for your listenership and your patience and your patience actually been asking like where's the show where's the show where's the show and to be honest and to be honest you know I've been asking too. I've been calling Law. I've been saying, where have you been, Law? She's been on her fitness grind, okay? She's been doing marathons and things like that. So we've we've just really been busy. Oh, but I've got someone even emailing me right now asking me, can you do this class for me? Do you see? Do you see? But in the background, sure. we've always had this podcast yeah. um, in our mind. So here we are, season two, episode one. And what are we leading with today? Well, it has to be, it has to be the story that has dominated the media, social media, um, you know, offices, mm. phone calls, WhatsApp chats, everything. And that's basically Robert Kelly. Oh God. Surviving um, R. Kelly is yeah. the, the name of the documentary. And then, if you were living under a rock, you would have missed it. But most of us, I think, it had a really high, high viewership. Mm. Shouts out to Mr. World Premier and um, right. what's the other one? Broken Silence. Broken Silence, because if they didn't have it up, I we wouldn't have watched it. Because loads of people mm. who were talking about it online who were based in the UK, which this is the documentary that we're talking about. It's a documentary produced by Dreamhampton. Um, called, as Lars said, Surviving R. Kelly, just delving into the whole background um, behind these allegations that have plagued R. Kelly's career um, about sexual abuse, sexual mm. abuse of young, predominantly, if not all, black women, black young girls um, in Chicago and other areas of America um, since he's been on our radar as you know, R. Kelly, the Pied Piper, the the, oh. the big megastar, the superstar, yeah. the performer. <clears throat> so, yeah, so they, there was this this documentary that aired. It's, yeah, it was like a docu-series, but it mm -hmm. wasn't. It was a documentary um, and it aired in the US recently and it was it was a six-parter over how many nights? Um, was it over six nights? Or yeah, nights? initially it was supposed to be one episode per night, but the right. first... 
two episodes they put together deliberately because R. Kelly apparently or allegedly was threatening to sue. To, to sue. And if I don't know if you remember, there was a story where they actually had a launch like private premiere screening of the actual documentary and, and that didn't go ahead because somebody had sent um, a death threat or some sort of gun oh, wow. threat. So they had to cancel the, right. the whole screening. Right. Um, so clearly somebody doesn't want this to come out, but right. you know, but it came out due to the perseverance of baby, maybe um, dream Hampton, the people that were involved and the television networks, they were like, no. Yeah. So they, they did the two together deliberately. Right. Okay. It, it wasn't supposed to be that way, but right. So it was on <laughs> lifetime TV in um, the U S and basically as soon as it aired out here, there were, out there there were certain platforms over here largest named mm. um which made sure that quite a few people in the uk got to see it as well mm. and that's how it got to dominate conversations on both sides of the pond so full disclosure <clears throat> i know i said this to you before la I've, i only watched two the first two so part one and part two i couldn't really go any further because you know i find that the whole subject very triggering i know a lot of it anyway mm. um but I know that there were some more reveals on there and I saw certain clips on social media which were from, I think, other parts um, of the series that I hadn't seen. And obviously I, I fill in the blanks with um, looking into and following a whole load of discourse mm. online. So much so that I felt at a stage I just had to I had to log out. Was... I already blocked someone just yesterday. Just yeah, for, no, and you listen when we been... do Shady Corner, that's what mine's going to be about. People are people have really been going um, hard about it online. And funnily enough, despite the gravity and the, in my view the persuasiveness and the um, articulates and uh, and the eloquence of the, the young, the women on there that spoke about their, um, their experiences and the way it's all been tied together and all the other things that I've read about and the things that you hear about and the court case. There are still people, unfortunately, on the other side who are like, we don't believe it. Mm. They There's just, no evidence. No, they just want his money. Mm. They just doing it for fame and fortune. And you're just like, wow. You know, you see one person mm. saying that and you think, oh, what a moron. You see tens of hundreds of comments of people really saying that and then people liking and loving yeah. those comments you think wow there's a whole school of thought that just that 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 don't buy it so we're going to get into that as well but first things first la because you watched all of it what what were your takeaways from it <coughs> Apart okay, from the fact that so Robert Kelly's a paedophile. Yeah, I mean we already knew this but I think what this documentary did was kind of really help kind of change the perspective or the narrative that we have about young teenage girls um, when they go into adolescence and how they are seen and how they're very much sexualized. Um, shout out to Dane, actually. I remember listening to a podcast that Dane did a little while ago and he was just talking, I think they were talking about rape culture on, on his podcast that he does. And he says, basically, we live in a society where a newspaper, like the Sun newspaper, will do like um, a countdown for a young girl that's in like in the media, like somebody like Charlotte Church or, you know, that young actress that plays Hermione. So obviously we were introduced to them as young girls. They may be what, 
nine, 10, 11. Mm-hmm. And then the minute they get to like, you know, um, 17 and then 18, like throughout that point in their, up to that point in their lives, the sun or kind of tabloidy newspapers will be like, oh, it's about, she's about to turn 18. Like really kind of just disgusting kind of countdowns to when oh look now she's legal now we can legally talk about her in a very sexualized way and we kind of think about young girls in that way so I think what this documentary did was kind of show you that look these are children we have sexualized children so much to the point that we believe that a girl of 13 14 15 can entice a man who is in their late 20s 30s, 40s and 50s, Mm. a man that has all the power in the world, Mm. all of that influence in the world, but a 14 year old, 15 year old can influence them, you know, kind of paint young girls as these kind of Lolita types and they can just, you know, turn a man's head and all of a sudden anything that happens to them in terms of sex is their fault. Mm. So for me, that's what this documentary is kind of, you know, trying to show you like these girls were literally preyed upon at Mm. this young age. Mm. And for decades, they haven't been believed because people tend to think that it is their fault as to why what's happened to them has happened to them Mm. and not actually pointing the finger at the man that's been doing this for a good 30 plus years. So for me, episode one to four Mm -hmm. was literally about kind of dotting the I's and crossing the T's in terms of like things that we didn't understand in the legal sense. Like, well, how is it that Robert was able to get away with this and what happened during the during the trial and kind of like kind yeah, so of yeah, clearing okay, so up I certain knew things lot, I knew a lot of that so yeah we can go on to discuss that yeah so it's interesting because a lot of people didn't know that a lot of people didn't don't even now don't realize even after watching the documentary mm. that the jury didn't say that that wasn't R. Kelly mm. in the video footage what they said was mm. they couldn't determine whether or not the girl who was in the tape mm. was 14 years old mm. so they're because not saying he he's yeah so they're not saying he's not guilty they're saying mm. we're not too sure because the they, girl... couldn't, they couldn't they couldn't satisfy themselves yes because of the conflicting evidence that it was um sparkle's niece right exactly even though sparkle was on the stand and she's like that's my niece that's her yeah there were 12 other people who went to school with the girl yeah. who knew the girl her personally coach as well. yeah mm-hmm. and then what kind of put um what kind of you know kind of just put everything put a spanner in the works was that her the parents. fact that her dad mm-hmm. took the stand and said nah they, that's not her. Yeah, because he got paid off. I yeah. Reckon. So all of these people are lying, but this the, because he's the They're dad. Mistaken. They're yeah. mistaken that that is. So and the thing is, yeah. it was supposed to be. If we just talk about the court case, I think was that two thousand and two, two thousand and four. Yeah, it two thousand and two. So that was. Um, that was what was the charge? Was it child pornography? Child pornography. Child yeah. pornography, and um, that. One thing I have to say is that when we're over here mm. on this little island and we're, you know, seeing, consuming all this kind of pop culture and all these kind of <clears throat> these kind of bits of information and stuff, we tend to feel like, oh, yeah, we've really got the real deal. We're just getting a snapshot because mm. we're not, you know, like, OK, I know this is a little bit of a left field, but there was one... Um, um, March that I was in New York yeah. and it was like the anniversary of Biggie's death. Oh, right, okay. And so everywhere, everywhere you're in Brooklyn, you're, you're, wherever you are, all you hear is Biggie playing. Mm. You're just like, like they really, they really take it on. It's really a thing. Whereas if we're out here, it's like, 
oh, someone might do a mix on a radio station. You might post up if you remember, but it's not like, it's not going to be out. Do you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So going back to the R. Kelly thing, we I heard about that trial. I heard about the case and I, I must have read it in some magazines or whatever. But then fast forward to now, mm. you're reading because of social media, you're reading about people who are properly like mm. this much away from it because mm. it's happened to so-and-so, not just Sparkle's niece, but mm. so-and-so's friends. Mm, mm. You know, the girl is so-and-so's friend. Oh yeah, my cousin knows that girl. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, mm. it's one of them ones where the whole community knows, knows yeah. it's her. Yeah. There is no, yeah. it's not, there's no confusion <laughs> here. That's the girl. It's the, yeah. it's, even without seeing it, mm. you could, could know the storyline. Yeah. That's it's her. It's so funny because in Chicago, the schools that he used to drive around, like, you know, the other documentary that came out before the one that the BBC did, mm. the guy that interviewed a couple of girls from, you know, from Chicago and who go who went to the schools that mm. he used to frequent, they were saying, like, it's a known fact. It's a known thing. Like, it used to become a running joke because he just was here so frequently, just yeah. in his car, driving around, yeah. picking up picking girls. Up girls. Or just hanging out at places that teenagers hang out. I used to go to, to yeah. the McDonald's around there as well. Oh, I know. So and, and and again, that kind of information that comes out. So it's just like us from our different and respective ends. Mm. It's just, it's, it's, think of the versions of us yeah. that would know it. Like, so we've grown up on that time. Mm. It's, mm. This, it's undisputed. You know what's really funny so about that? So the people that are out there caping mm. though, mm. the people that are out there caping, it's like, what are you? T- it's not somebody. Who is this? The man trying yeah. to bring down the black man. <laughs> this is my okay. dude. It's real. It's like <laughs> he was the, there. the man or the white man or any man told this man to get in his car and drive around. No, the but schools this is what I think is. This. What I think is that they honestly don't even accept maybe that he was doing that. Mm. In their minds, it's that these girls have sought out R. Kelly. Mm. They have thrown themselves at him. Sometimes with the backing of their parents, and it's all about making money mm. so all the all the other details all the other details fall away and they yeah, yeah. they 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 spread these views in their own echo chambers of with within other people who believe them and who accept that that's the truth so there's no they can't they don't have any critical mm. thinking skills they they don't challenge themselves on what's been what's kind of like out Actually, there is the there, truth yeah it's weird because like i think you and i were saying that like, i've never met or heard of one person who's been accused or being told that they are lying about sexual assault because they're looking for money mm. becoming you know this famous rich and revered person like when has that ever happened in the history of the world like why do we keep pushing this narrative that that is the case when we've never met one person that's happened to and in fact more often than not victims real true life victims of sexual assault are are even when they're known Mm. as victims they're still vilified blamed uh, uh looked at sideways their names are somewhat sullied. There's mm. always some kind of, you know, kind of how did you get yourself into that type scenario? It's yeah, never, yeah. they're never coddled and, and, and like, ra- as you said, raised up. So mm. how, when did that become <laughs> when a did that happen? To... Like, did we miss this or maybe yeah. it happened and we were asleep? So someone needs to explain that to me because I don't understand that narrative. Where does that come from? And the whole... Um, 
narrative of oh you know why don't they leave R. Kelly alone and get Harvey Weinstein or Roman Polanski and blah 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 I'm like I just just wait a second I'm so bored by that it is it's just like hold on the day this docuseries was actually released I believe Kevin Spacey was actually being dragged into court like these men will get sorted we need to deal with the issue at hand with this man this black man who's literally assaulting black women, black girls, the same black community that spent money and time and resources and energy supporting this man so that he can live the lifestyle he's been living. Mm. Are we saying that this is okay? Are we saying that, you know, to the detriment of these black women here, it's okay for R. Kelly to get away with what he's been getting away with because because Harvey Weinstein or whichever person it is that you think should get their just dues before R. Kelly should He's been been getting away with yeah, it. Yeah, it's, really, it's a really dull and baseless and dismissive argument, which I just think stems from... I, I think it stems from a, um, a position of bruised privilege because it's almost like, well, these guys have been doing it. Mm. These guys have been doing it and they've not been penalised. Why should our dude be... Like, like why should we be penalised? Yeah. So it completely just wipes away any kind of care of the this women. This is it, because it's like, okay, so that's, your concern is yeah, with the actual so it's a, it's victims. a privilege. Your, vi- your concern is the fact that R. Kelly should be... He should be able to basically sexually assault in, 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 in peace. Yeah. Let's leave him alone to do yeah. that. Is until that what until we've cleared okay. up until we've cleared up um, some other some other people then and then and only then it's can like, we let protect. that man molest in peace please that's what you're begging for yeah. you're disgusting like if you consider yourself a true black man and that is your stance you yeah. can do one mate honestly yeah. I've yeah. got no time for you somebody um, posted um, on Facebook today some patched up basic meme about. <laughs> R. Kelly is such and such an age and his current girlfriend is 19 and you guys are calling him a sexual offender. But who Hugh Hefner was such and such an age and he had women of such and such living in his mansion and you guys called him a playboy pimp. I was just like, I looked at it Mm. and then I just realised once again that feeling of anger which yeah it when, just bubbles which, up which, inside which, of you, isn't it? Is, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't doing it this year i ain't doing it so like, you know what? Like, 2019 is gonna be my year it's gonna be my year you, I, just, I, 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 I began to type a comment which was probably gonna be rude and then i deleted mm. and i was gonna write then i was just gonna write can you explain this and then mm. i just thought why am i doing that this person doesn't even matter to yeah. me like they genuinely don't matter to me and then they then have this view if they if they endorse this which I assume they do by posting it I just deleted them Mm. I'm just like I'm not even I'm literally ain't going back and forth with you yeah yeah I'm living my best life out here I'm not trying to I've been so because maybe because I watched all six I'm so triggered can we just talk about before we get onto that can we talk about so we've done one and two were the ones that I watched the kind of intro you like so three and four covered mm. three the... and four covered um oh god let me see if i can remember three and four covered um kitty jones mm-hmm. who's probably the oldest person he um assaulted she's like 33 i believe when she okay. met him and she was a radio dj and 
people are saying in regards to Kitty, like, well, how how come she was able to, you know, <coughs> fall under his spell, given the fact that she's, you know, she's 33, she's a big woman, like, mm. and again, people miss the point. It's like, yeah, she's a big woman, but anyone at any age, if they've got any kind of, you know, low self-esteem or any kind any of issues. Yeah, if if a man or if any person can see a vulnerability and they're used to kind of manipulating situations to suit themselves and if they can see that in somebody else, 33, 13, 23, it doesn't 50, make a difference. Yeah, it don't make 70, a difference. It they're gonna make take a difference. A, they're going to take advantage. And he did. And it's like, the point that people also miss is that if you know that you have this power over anybody mm-hmm. and you decide to abuse that power to your advantage, mm-hmm. then you're a dickhead. Mm. doesn't have to be somebody that's underage. It could be any age. You can use your powerful influence, but instead you've taken it and you've used it to, to molest this woman and to do whatever it is that you want to. That's mad. Mm-mm-mm. I don't hear nothing about, oh, she's, she's a big woman. She, she deserves it. Better. Nobody deserves that treatment. Nobody. No. no. And it's so, I just, I, you know, so I find it really difficult when you hear people talking about scenarios in such theoretical, from such a theoretical viewpoint, because she's 33, she should have, she should have known better or she should have been able to avoid it, which it's just, when did numbers become such an, uh, an arbiter or, or the, 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 the scale of, when you can get yourself into problems. Yeah. You got people, you make, you can make mistakes throughout the whole course of your life. I don't, I shouldn't even need to say that. That's so trite. <laughs> like, I'm do you know what I mean? Even now. And it's funny, the people that are probably saying it are the very same people who, um, are probably being used for X, Y, and Z. And they don't think they don't consider themselves to be in the same box as maybe mm. this girl is. Mm. You just haven't met, yeah, you just haven't met R. Kelly. That's it. Mm. That's exploitation it. is yeah. exploitation. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the bottom line. But um, they also spoke to another survivor called Lisa Van Allen, I believe her name was. I just had to look that up. Um, and she was one of the women featured in one of the many tapes. It's not just one tape that he's done. He's done loads. Right. Um, and she managed to smuggle the tape that she was featuring. She managed to get away from mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she... The, her story was that she had called him to tell him as well, this is how messed up. It's like you managed to get the tape away mm. from him and then you call him to say, I've got the tape. Because mm. I think her issue was, "What now that I've got the tape, what do I do? Mm. And she ends up calling calling him. It was mm. mad. It was just you're sitting there watching, listening to the story, like, oh my God, like, mm. girl, like run away. Mm. You, but she the... called him to say, I got the tape and then what Yeah, happened? she was hoping that he would find a solution to kind of like, because, oh no, hold on, let me back up. So basically she got the tape and I think she called somebody else and I think they produced a copy of the tape, which is why she ended up calling R. Kelly oh, right. as like, we need to sort this out because mm-hmm. there's another version of the tape out there mm. and this other dude has it. Mm. So can you can you help? Can you do something? And I think that they... Um, he paid this guy off, mm-hmm. but I think the guy had another had made another copy of the tape, mm-hmm. and he said basically, "I'll give you half the money now mm-hmm. for the copy that you have, and I'll give you the other half for the other copy that you've got." It was mm-hmm. just, just copy after copy after copy. It was just it was. So just what crazy. happened to the tape though? Um, was it destroyed or did it ever leak? 
I've forgotten. There right, was so okay. much. Just, so that was three and four, yeah. and then five and, and six. Then I think the reason why I've forgotten three and four is because five, episode five, took me out. Yeah. Like, I was just finished by that time. Yeah. And this is why I say to people, if you're going to watch the documentary, I would say the best episode for me was episode five. Right. Because episode one to four, at that point, I felt like was like I said, dotting the I's and crossing the T's and kind of like laying to rest mm. all the details that people weren't really too sure about or mm. maybe had a misconstrued idea of what it was. Mm. Whereas episode five kind of played, had to make it, they had to make it emotional and they had to make it emotional because as I said before, there is a disconnect with people who hear about women and boys as well who tell their sexual assault experiences Mm -hmm. and then they had to show the effects of it. Mm -hmm. So basically episode five showed one of the mothers whose daughter has been with R. Kelly for nine years. And she, she ended up with R. Kelly because um, Jahonda Pace, who's one of the, probably one of the first people that came forward um, talking about her experience with R. Kelly. She met him during the trial. She was one of his supporters. Right. She met him outside of the trial. And there's like video footage of him talking to her and you can see him, see her. She, he's more or less, even from there, he was recruiting people. That's where it starts. It's like, oh, you know, and it was, you know, she was saying that, yeah, he was just talking to all the young girls, even though in that moment he was literally going to court for child pornography. And he was just just acting like nothing, no big thing and everything. So she got caught up with that. She got all excited. It was like, oh, I'm going to message my friend on MySpace. He's also a big R. Kelly friend, blah, blah, blah. She messages her. Oh, girl, we're going to some party. Do you want to come with me? It's R. Kelly. So the girl's like, yeah, let's go. So they're not going. Two twos before you know it, another victim. So Jahonda managed to get herself out. But the girl ended up staying there. So she's been she's been in there. So then the mother of um Dominique, she, Who's Dominique. Um she's the girl that's been with R. Kelly for nine years. Right. She was the friend of Jahonda. Right, Pace. okay. So she was like so she's not one of the typical people who people are saying, Oh, the parents introduced her. She don't know who R. Kelly is. It's just mm. that her friend befriended another friend. As far as she's concerned, her friends they're going out together mm, like mm, kids mm. do at that age. Only to find out she's with R. Kelly. So she's like, what? She's like, I've been living this nightmare for nine years. I can't see my daughter. I know that she's alive. I don't know that she's well. She won't she's not allowed to phone me. I'm not in in any form of contact with not seeing her all I can do is basically and they had did did they have or was there any suggestion that they had any kind of fractious fractious relationship before that mum and daughter it was fine wow yeah so all these people are the parents this that that is a woman that had no desire to yeah so that's probably why Dream included her to show to show a different side to the story Mm. not to say that there were some questionable parents who just yeah, was like, oh, my daughter can sing. And, you know, we met R. Kelly and we knew about the accusations, but, you know, it was just accusation because he was acquitted. We thought it was fine. Yeah. Them kind of parents. She wasn't like that at all. Mm. So they showed her basically hunting for her daughter. And how she found out her daughter was, was alive and well was that TMZ had done an interview with 
another girl mm. who um, whose family had been looking for her and she was featured in the video. Oh, right. And she said, I saw my daughter on TV and she figured it, it she figured out it was in Beverly Hills. Mm. She was like, all right, cool. My girl booked a flight, jumped on the plane, mm-hmm. went to Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. was like walking up and down the streets of LA, going from hotel to hotel, excuse me, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for my daughter. I just want to surprise, like making up lies so that mm-hmm. she can, so she, she gets to a hotel and um, she figures out the name of the hotel and then the, the guy's like, no, there's nobody here by that name, her mm. daughter's name. Mm. And then the guy says to her, oh, well, actually, there's a hotel across the road, mm-hmm. which has the same hotel name. Mm-hmm. Why don't you try over there? She's mm. like, okay, thanks. So she goes over there. She um, tells the spins the same lie to the hotel manager there. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I'll just call up to the room. I think she said, oh, can you just let my daughter know that I've got a present for her? And then she calls up there and he's like, oh, she doesn't want to come down. And she's like, oh, okay. And then he was like, oh, it's okay. I'll, do you know what? I'll, I'll take you up there. So I don't know if the hotel manager suspected that something wasn't yeah, too, so too right. Because I just thought in that moment, I was like, oh, mm. I don't know. Any hotel manager would do that. Once the person who's said, in the I room says no, down. then it's no. I just suspect he knew that something dodgy was going on in that hotel. And I don't know if angels were smiling on that mum, but he escorted her up there. Camera crew in tow, knocked on the door. The girl opens the door and she opens it. She's like, oh, like that. And I'm looking at this girl and she's... But what does that that face say? What did the face say? To me, she just like, she's like a ghost, like just dead. Drained. Yeah, just like... And also as well, this particular girl... But he wasn't there. R. Kelly wasn't there. No, no, no. So what was she actually doing in that hotel? We don't, they didn't really reveal that. She was just in the hotel. She was there with another girl who's also part of this, you know... Um, Sex cult, is yeah. this that bit? Yeah. Right. She's, what is her name? I've forgotten that name. She, well, her parents are one of the main ones who were like trying to, you know, tell I people. I think I've seen those parents. Yeah. Yeah. She was one, I don't know if you remember a couple of months ago, TMZ did an interview with a girl and she was in the room saying, oh no, I'm fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she was in the room with her. So we didn't see her on camera. It just said that she was in the room. Mm. So then you get to see the mum literally pleading and begging with her daughter to come home. And the daughter, she's not really saying anything. She's just like, um, like, so like, please come home, just come home, blah, 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 blah. And then the camera's kind of cut off and everything. And then mm-hmm. she, it cuts to her being outside and she's just saying how she's happy you know, that she saw her daughter and blah, blah, blah. But the daughter didn't come home. The daughter messaged her and said, I'm going to come down at six o'clock. She's like, okay, cool. So she waits for her and then she's like, you know, I can't wait till six o'clock. I've got to go in there. She goes in there. She's the hotel manager again. This time the hotel manager goes, if you don't leave the hotel, they're going to call the police. Mm. So she's like, okay. So she waits outside and then it, 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 it just... I think not too long after that, the the camera kind of shows the girl coming out and then they're hugging each other mm-hmm. and they're going, running across the road to the car to jump in the car okay. to drive away. So she but did get her away. She did get her away. And in, in the end, mm-hmm. but it was so intense. You were kind of sitting on your edge like, mm. oh my God, they actually filmed this. This is actually yeah. happening but right did, there So did it, then. Then, did it then have a follow-up with that girl about what yes. her life is like now? So what happened? Oh God, this story is so sad. 
Not too long after that, I think three days later, the girl went back to R. Kelly and then the mum went back to where she was at that point and mm. got her back. She's now back home again. Mm. So this all happened last year, I think around May-ish. Mm-hmm. So this is all recent. So as much as mm. people are like thinking, oh, you know. But the, the, story with, the story with her is that that girl's not currently underage, mm. is she? No, she's not. She's been with him for nine yeah, years Yeah, but now. she's been with him for nine years. So yeah. the point is, it still points to his predilection with young girls at that time. Mm-hmm. And it also, secondly, points to what some people are saying, that he has... Some people might say it's a harem, but that's almost like... That's almost glossing it up. Yeah, it's like yeah. he just... He kind of indoctrinates these girls and then keeps them round. Yeah. And, and has what turns out when people are released from it, whatever it is, has what are abusive relationships Mm -hmm. with them, controlling them, um, using them quite horribly sexually. Mm. There's violence involved and et cetera. What I want to move it on to is his wife, Mm. his Mm ex-wife, Andrea Kelly. So did she feature yes, in it? She did. Oh yeah, I forgot. that's why that's why I've forgotten three and four because she was in it and for the most part I'm trying to block out Andrew, Andrea Kelly. What are your thoughts on she, her? I think she's problematic yeah. at best. I'll tell you what my thoughts are on her, because I saw obviously like I said, I didn't see three and four, but I saw um footage of Andrea Kelly on a US chat show called The View. Mm. It's the one with Whoopi Goldberg and some other women whose mm. names I don't know. Um, and she was talking about her experiences and uh, her experiences as being R. Kelly's wife mm. and the mother of, I think, three or four children of his. And I have to say, so I was watching it and she was talking quite, you know, she was quite vocal she was, she seemed very strong, mm. um, very articulate. I'm just going to say it, mm. okay? I could be, I, I don't mean to be horrible to her. There was something about it I wasn't buying. Mm. Okay, so that's just, let, let's just put that, yeah. like, front and centre. And you know me, like, you know mm. that I, I'm quite perceptive and I'm mm. quite intuitive in terms of, and I know it's through a video, it's through a TV screen, but or or a laptop screen. I can't remember where I watched it, but you know, there's that's just my gut perception. Yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't really I don't know if it's fair to say I wasn't really buying it. It just no, maybe it's it's better. Let me stop waffling. Maybe it's better to say I felt as though some bits or some bits of what she was saying were a bit performative. Mm. That's probably the better way to say it. But she is a performer. She's right. a dancer. So, but, but so so then I saw that and she was talking about her experiences and in some moments and she had tears Then the tears would kind of rapidly go. And I was, you know, try not to be judgmental. and mm, Because I kept thinking about her as his wife and being his wife during the periods mm. that a lot of this stuff was going on. And I was like, so, so what? You were, just, <laughs> you were just, what were you? Bird box to the whole thing. <laughs> What was she walking around with blindfolds? <laughs> like, we can't see, we can't Yo, look. Yo, listen, Sparkle told this story about Andrea Kelly and I was I was kind of cracking up a little bit. But she said she went to R. Kelly's house Who one went day. went to R. Kelly's Sparkle. house? Sparkle. Right. And she said they were sitting there in the living room, yeah, and she said she heard, like, this scratching and, like, tapping. Mm-hmm. She's, like, sitting there looking around, like, and nobody, like... Going to respond me. to that? No, I'm going to, like... 
And I think R. Kelly is watching TV, not paying no mind to it. And eventually she's like, it was going on for so long. She was just like, does anybody, can anyone hear that tapping? And she said, two twos. Andrea Kelly sticks her head out like round one corner. It was her tapping and scratching. Tapping and scratching on what though? And then she was like, oh, can I um, have some food? What? And he was like, yeah, yeah, go ahead make make yourself some food. Wait a minute. Let's just go back a bit <laughs> to make sure that I've got this right. Sparkle's gone to R. Kelly's house. Yeah. So they're in... So so it's R. Kelly's house. Andrea's mm. married to R. Kelly. Yeah. So this is some kind of marital home. Right. So Sp- Andrea's asking Robert <laughs> in their own marital home, <laughs> yeah. can what? I have some food? Sparkle's not asking. No, Andrea- Andrea's asking. Yes. Can I have some food? Yeah. This is what he does what? to the girls. Like they have to ask when they can eat. They have to ask when they can bathe. When they can do anything, they have no, to but ask you know what? For, that, for permission. That, that might that might then cast a different light on maybe my view of her because no, if that's first hand from Sparkle having seen that. Yeah, that's actually quite whoa. But it, then it doesn't change my opinion because let me tell you why. Because she is saying she was saying that she didn't see any of the girls. Yeah, that's a bit, I don't really Yeah, that. she didn't see no, nothing going on. But Those if thoughts. you lived in the house with that man, there is no way you can tell me that you never saw these girls moving in and out and around the house if there's that many girls coming through. Because some of the girls said they saw you. Mm. Sparkle says she saw you. So everybody is seeing you, you saw them too. Bird box. So I believe that She's she was... Blind but this is it. So I'm like, I believe that she was abused by him. I don't disbelieve her when she says that. Mm. But I think she is trying to shift her complicity, complicit actions in mm-hmm. this by saying she didn't see none of the girls. Mm. That's I what think I you're think. Right. I think you're right. I think, I think she may, might think that at this point she has to... Maybe she is torn up inside because... Genuinely, if I take a step back and if I take on board everything that we know about um, not just R. Kelly, but what we see of predators in action, because this is something that we hear about in the news. Mm. I hear about it in my in my job um, that let me say, okay, yes, she is a victim. Right. She is a victim. Mm. But now that she's out of it, it might be that she needs to. I don't want to sound offensive, but in in wording this, but she needs to um, be kind of, she needs to kind of uh, edit her history of it Mm. to say that she didn't see them because maybe she within herself doesn't necessarily think that she's justified in the things that she did see, not calling them out. Mm -mm. So in order to, just edit all those bits away. She has to be like, I didn't see them. Mm. I was legally That's blind. That's what I think, yeah. Yeah. I do, because I'm just like, no. Nah, it might be, yeah, it, it don't might mean be So when I heard Sparkle tell that story, I'm like, yeah, there's no there's no possible way that you didn't know that them girls were in the house. There's no way. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't believe you. So it's, it's um yeah, so it's possibly that. So can we talk about now um the, uh, what was the, th- the thing that I, it's not the court case. We've done the court case. There was something that I wanted to talk. Oh, Aaliyah. Oh, God. Can we just centre our discussions on the whole Aaliyah saga? Mm. Now, we knew 
it was big news even over here in the UK that R. Kelly had married Aaliyah mm. and that Aaliyah was 15. And let me just be real with you. You see, you might have married her at 15, mm. but that doesn't tell us when you started doing what chirping you did. her yeah. or toasting her or speaking to her. Well, they were introduced when she was 12. <laughs> so clearly it started <laughs> there. That is so gross. Mm. But we knew. Mm. So the point I'm coming to is after that scenario, which was definitely dodgy, I'm trying to remember if I still... Yeah, I did. I still listened to R. Kelly Mm. because that was way before... All the stuff about you know that series that he did in the closet. Yeah, yeah. oh god, that was probably the last <laughs> time that. that I really remember talking about in a positive sense. And I don't mean oh yeah, oh I really liked it, but just I remember having jokes about it. So I'd obviously watched it and seen it and all the rest of it. It was the last time I remember kind of like really locking in on something that he'd done musically in a loose sense of the word yeah, yeah. for that particular series. So um, how? And why do you think it is that we, you, me, (laughs) Lady Gaga, uh, who else has come out? Chance the Rapper, Mm. uh, you know, all these people, Tank, Mm -hmm. have come out Mm. and said, Neo, Mm -hmm. have come out and said, I still rocked with him Mm. in one one way or another. Maybe us as consumers, them as fellow artists. Why did we do that? What does that speak to? Oh, this could be a couple of things. Um, mouth, um, sorry, mute mouth. Music is a powerful, powerful tool. Mm. Like I don't think we really realise how how strong it, it can like get into our psyche. Mm. Um, and I think being the giant that he was, particularly back then, like R. Kelly was huge mm. do you know what i'm saying mm. so and also as well like now 2018 2019 you have to remember when we were teenagers mm-hmm. Shazza, i don't know if you agree with this statement we didn't have access to the information on certain things that these kids who are teenagers now have like yeah, i don't okay. ever remember you know having conversations about mental health about no, depression no. about suicide about sexual assault about anything like no, that you're right. so at that time there was a certain amount of innocence that we had yeah so when we hear things like r kelly being charged for child pornography they're like what Wait, yeah. what yeah no so but it, even take, yeah. taking it taking it back and focusing you're right but but taking it back and focusing specifically on the Aaliyah era yeah. which we all knew about I think you're right because I think okay so we probably heard Aaliyah was a teen yeah we're teens and they got married so I think maybe also a bit of it in our head was okay well Aaliyah was down yeah, yeah. you know she was happy of with course because she, she got married to him kind yeah. of thing so why are we sitting here being upset about it we you know we definitely thought, yeah, it was, it was, it was dodgy. That's a little bit. Wait a minute, she's fifteen. He's like twenty, twenty odd. Twenty-seven at the time. Yeah, twenty-seven. Yeah. What's going on there? But I think that you're right that we didn't necessarily have the the filters, the language, the the understanding on certain issues that we have now. But then 
I'm not. I'm not saying this to absolve us. I'm yeah, literally at, moving. At the... all. I'm just explaining. Yeah. The climate of of the time, if you like, yeah. like we just didn't have it. So to us, that was kind of alien. Like, what do you mean? Like married? Like okay. Mm. Um, all and right. it just it's just it's just what it seemed like. What it seemed was it seemed a bit cheeky. It seemed a bit on on her part. Like yeah, it seemed a bit rebellious. Yeah. It seemed a bit like yeah, because he's my boyfriend and yeah, we're gonna yeah. and you know you have those sorts. Of, oh yeah, we're just gonna run away and get married and you know we're we're together now and mm. you can like it or lump it. And you used to see them and you see Aaliyah and she seemed quite together and she's an artist and all the kind of glitz that goes with that. Even though full disclosure, I didn't really didn't really she wasn't really one of my faves. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So. Um, I see that. So then, so then that's that period of time. But then, as you you went ahead to, then there was the trial. Mm, mm. Now after that whole trial, mm. that was something else. Yeah, that was another. That okay to me. That seemed a lot more sinister, definitely, than him marrying Aaliyah, definitely. Because now it's like, okay, you married Aaliyah. But now it's child pornography. Mm. Now we're starting to see, okay, there's a bit of a somewhat slight, this is slimier now. Mm, it's like, mm, it's, mm. what do you mean? Absolutely. Yeah, and there's peeing involved. Yeah. And like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. now it's a bit like, ooh. Yeah. So I remember, like, speaking for myself, mm. like, I think I probably dismissed the Aaliyah thing to be, I was like, that's a bit, I just thought it was weird. But at mm. the same time, it's not taken me in the way that it's taken me after watching this this yeah. this docu series yeah. and i remember when even when the trial kicked off i was just like a little bit and then i was also thinking actually i want to hear what r kelly has got to say so i don't know if you remember that after the trial mtv was granted that now infamous interview that, that Tore did. Yeah. Right, okay. And I was like, okay, for me, I was like, okay, I need to watch this interview because I need to hear mm. what he has to say because a lot of the times when these trials come up, you never really hear from the victims. Mm. Sometimes you don't even hear from the person that's being accused. Mm. You just hear from lawyers, you hear from the media and that is it. And then you're left to kind of make your own kind yeah. of judgment on what pieces of information you've got. And at that time, yeah. the information that we were given isn't like how it would be today where you're just inundated yeah. with all the information. Yeah. You know, back then it was like bits and bobs and whatever. You put it together, you make up your own decision. Yeah. And then when I sat there and I watched that man say, when you say, when you say teenagers, what do you mean? I was like, you know what? I've never played an Arcady track since. Because I just thought, you know, when you're actually looking, you're physically looking at someone, I'm like, I can tell you're lying. Mm. And from then, for me mm. personally, I've not listened to any R. Kelly music. Mm. Like even when he did the twelve, the trapped in the closet thing, I was like, no, nah, this is not. I don't want to. Mm. I just don't. It just put me off. I'm just like, no, that mm. that is just mm. me. I know mm. other people were still rocking with him mm. even after that, but mm. I just thought I needed to see you do this interview, mm. and you flopped spectacularly. Yeah. And I now know because I remember that, that you I remember, are what they say you definitely, are. Definitely, I remember that interview, and it's you know we've both used the term rocking with him, and I just I can't remember what it was if it was that or if it was something else but you're right but pre pre whatever line there was mm. in the sand for for each person and you know i can't remember where mine was but it's almost like we did just blindly just turn away from so many yeah so many warning the signs. thing definitely i think we all did that 
But even in, you know what, even in, I'm not even just saying this for the, for the full, just because now in the fullness of time, everyone's talking about it. I thought it was mad dodgy mm. when he said in Vibe, little cute Aaliyah's got it. I mm, did. Mm. I did. It registered somewhere. But I still continued Dude, yeah. as not a super fan, but I didn't, I didn't think, oh, and then stop listening. Oh God, yeah. I didn't stop I listening after Vibe. <sighs> Jesus. Do you see what I'm saying? So I think you're right that there is something about the consumption of of a culture that can sometimes be a bit a bit blind, a little Mm. bit kind Mm. of like, oh just we just do this, we just listen, we're just and it's I think my takeaway from but not just from this actually, yeah, but my takeaway and I think it's all part of like um, getting older and getting a bit more discerning and also just life experience. The whole idea of celebrity Mm-mm. is gone for me. Anyway. <laughs> just like, I'm like, if that is the world that you are living in, gone for me. you can keep it. And it's not even, mm. you know what? It's not even really about the world. It's actually on a, on a real personal one-on-one level. Mm. There's only, I, f- I feel like there's not a lot of people that will have me like, <gasps> Like Oprah, I'd mm. still be like, oh my gosh, it's mm. Auntie. But even on a different level, it wouldn't feel like I recognize the humanness in Oprah. It's not like I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, before there was this essence that they were somehow untouchable, n- not just untouchable, but also morally excellent yeah. just because of the talent that they had. So you have a celebrity, but also you just think that the sun shines out of their butt. Like they could never <laughs> yeah, commit a crime. Like, oh. right? And I think people people did that, not just with people in like music, people do it with footballers. They expect yeah. so much of them. They, these are just regular dudes mm. that are good with their legs. Mm. How about that? <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? They got great um, foot-eye yeah. coordination. How about that? Oh. So I think that for me has kind of like, Mm. that's dissipated but that has come with time so I think my question is in kind of like really bringing all of these subjects to a head is how do we equip maybe people that don't have the same amount of years on them so kids Mm. now how do we equip them so that when they are consuming entertainment and culture and 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 records and celebrityism in fact, bun celebritism, but consuming all these things, they're not consuming it such that it it overwhelms their common sense. It overwhelms their judgment. It overwhelms mm. what they know about the world, or even that might be how they define the world. And we can't let it be. But how do, how do we stop that? Do you see what I'm saying? Because yeah. we live in it. We live in an age of of celebrityism. We live in an age of mm. some kids from Essex can make a show called The Only Way Is Essex, and suddenly they're celebrities. Suddenly mm. they're presenting game shows. Suddenly they're out here, and you see them earning mega bucks. And it's like now they're celebrities. They're on the front of Closer magazine and all that kind of BS. Yeah, yeah. and everybody wants us. Oh, they came from that. Do you know what and I mean? And they don't have a particular talent. Then right? why can't I do? And then it? you've got people. You've got sports stars, and it will be even their partners mm. who will then even be celebrities. You know, Colleen Rooney. I mean, what? Come on, man. I don't even want to get into the levels yeah. of basicism that's going on. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. But, you know, we do it. We do it with just untalented people. Mm. And it it 
our celebration, I say our in terms of society's celebration of them, I think overwhelms young people and puts this false kind of veneer on these people so, such that R. Kelly can pop up over here easily. Easy. Easily. Well, I heard the rumour is that he's planning to move to Africa. No, I don't mean him physically. I, oh, mean, right, okay. I mean somebody could do an R. Kelly out yeah. here they could they're I probably mean, doing it already yeah, and we don't even easily, know easily we don't even know easily but how do we so how do we how do we counter that okay so we need to we need to stop i think i'm going to speak about young girls mm. more than more so than anything else but we do really need to kind of see young girls as young girls mm-hmm. so for me just kind of just like being a, obviously a young girl once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Like I always f- find that when girls hit puberty, when they get to that teenage age, let's say 12, 13, 14, whatever the case may be, mm. that they kind of fall into two sets. They either fall into the set of, okay, I'm 13. And anybody over the age of 25 is like, ugh. Mm. The crypt keeper tells from the crypt, mm. I don't want anything to do with mm-hmm. that over there. 30, yuck, gross. Mm. And they just not interested. Mm. Then you get the other girls who see older and just are in awe of it mm. to the point where they might have older, they might kind of roll with older people from the age of 16, 17, 18, 19. And for them, they have a perception of adulthood. Mm. And we kind of look at those girls there and think because they have that perception, because they roll with older, older girls and older guys, that they're kind of like, Oh God. Older themselves. Yeah, older themselves. And really and truly what it is that they think they have an idea of what adulthood is. They don't understand it until eventually somebody like an R. Kelly or somebody who sees their youngness and kind of taps into their little vulnerabilities and starts Mm. feeding them things and telling them things that they want to hear. And they get into a situation that they can't get out of because this man or this woman has abused their naivety Mm. and now they're in a situation. Mm. I think those kids right there there we mm. need to stop looking at them as if to say oh well it's their they fault and blah 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 when so the reality we... is it's us as older people if we are abusing our, our power over people who don't know better mm. then we need to cut that shit out yeah because at so, the end of the day you need to tell that 13 year old you're not a big person mm. stop looking over there you but will get even, time but even but even doing it that way round still comes back to a certain amount of blaming of you're not a big person. It mm. also ne- means that we need to protect their childhoods. Of course. In more of a, in less of a, you're not a big person way. And in more of a, let me just address you. That is a big person. Mm. You, sh- you shouldn't even be entertaining this. Yeah. Yeah. This shouldn't be entertained. Cause I just remember when I was younger and I had like my age mates friends who maybe there was one particular girl or even a guy and they used to ro- roll with people who were 16, 17, 18. And they used to wear that as a badge of honor. Like, yeah, mm. my friends are way older than you. Like blah, 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 blah. Mm. Cool. Mm. But it then put them into a full sense of like, I'm one They're of them. Being older, yeah. yeah. And then, then they become attached with those people. Mm. And then because they come attached with that older group, mm. then other older older people mm. who think, yeah, let me mess with that, they mm. won't, starts abusing them and starts making them think, yeah, you're one of us, when the reality is, nah, bruv, mm. I'm just trying to use you for what I need. Mm. Once I've done with you, you're mm. out of there. Yeah. So I think just 
I think in 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 assessing all that we've said in that bit, it really is about um, community protecting youth and vulnerability. This is it, and and recognizing and allowing, and actually creating creating an aura and a culture where youth and vulnerability is still acceptable mm. and it's still okay to be young. Okay to you be don't young. have to be cool and know it all yeah. and hit like I'm like I'm like yeah I'm like, like my, my, you see my what guy I mean? is 18 and da, 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 and it's like you need to remember you spend the smallest part of your life as a child as a mm-hmm. teenager mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. enjoy it while you can because when adult hit adulthood hits you mm. you know about it you're like mm. rod is this what i was running to mm. can this, i just tell you something is this the stress so um i feel really young mm. right i still not really young let me not say really young but i still feel sometimes i'm like oh i can't like okay no show you're actually an adult out here um do you know what i mean you kind yeah, of catch your remember being in secondary school it's weird right? so um two things that um that that kind of occurred to me or that happened that made me start thinking about the whole idea of age and youth and when people are old and all the rest of it so i was in um i was in court uh recently not this year last year and um i was talking i was addressing a judge about a client yeah and i said oh you know um the reason why i'm not happy with him entering his plea to this really serious offense today mm. is reason a reason b and then reason C was, oh, and you know, he's he, he's actually quite young. Yeah. And so the judge was like, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I really like this judge as well, actually. He was like, young? <laughs> and I was like, yes. He said, how old is your client? And then he said, he said my name. He didn't say it like yeah. that. He said, how old is your client? And I said, he's 21. And the judge was looking at me, like, to challenge me, like, to say, what, and that's young. And I looked at him. Yes. And I said, yes. Yes, my Lord, that's mm. young. That is young. Mm. I submit that is young. And that's it, because mm. the thing is, this particular judge, many judges, and we all do in this career, we see people committing really serious offences really young. Yeah. So 21, in that sense of it, and 21 legally is not a young person. Yeah, yeah. But to me, to me, that person's young. To me, that person's young. In this mm-hmm. scenario, mm-hmm. and, you know, not, not being necessarily familiar with this, he didn't come from a heavily criminal, conv- criminally convicted background. He was young. He was naive. Yeah. But we sometimes... Yeah, we 21 is a... no kind of age, you know. It really isn't. In reality, it's you not. just turned legal, what? That, How many, three, four years ago? Listen, man, I'm telling you, but it was just, it was, it was an interesting interaction. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, to, to me, the client is kind of, um, he's a little bit young minded as well. So mm, that is the, mm. that's why he almost even appealed to me as someone necessarily younger. Yeah. But then the flip side of that also is that I had a couple of clients last year who were in their early 20s, 21 and I think 22 in separate cases. And they both, you know, in our downtime and I'm speaking to them, they both said, I feel so old. (laughs) You know, because, you know, they're facing serious matters and we've really been through it. And it's, you know, we come to that point where, you you know, you have 
daily conversations with each other. It's not about the case now because you know mm. you, you you're doing that. And um, they both said they felt old, and I'm like, you ain't old, you ain't old. So both, but both of those just little anecdotes for me just showed me that we need to allow people to just really revel in their in their in their youth. Yeah. We do. Let these kids have their youth. I think we, we want to snatch it away not from just, them. Not just let them have yeah. it. Encourage them yeah, to have yeah. it. Enjoy it. Just like Encourage them cool. to say, dude, you're not old. Mm. You're not old. I'm not saying that you, you should be irresponsible, mm. but you're not old. Trust mm. me, you're mm. not. Yeah, so there's definitely that. And I think it would be nice to see, I don't know if this is going to ever happen, but kind of like the music industry or just the entertainment industry itself really kind of like changing, you know, the culture of what goes on in there. Because I think there's a lot like, R. Kelly's probably the tip of the iceberg. Mm. Keep hearing these stories and it's just like, mm. why is it Why is it so easy for people like him to manoeuvre in that way? within the industry. Who's who's he signed to? Is it Jive? RCA. RCA? Mm. Why why are they still attached? Why are they still associated with him? I'll tell you, the the simple answer to that is because we, females, Mm. are second-class citizens. And that's what's got to change. Mm. That's my honest opinion on that. That's what's got to change. So I hope that this documentary kind of sparks... I know that the... um, like hotlines for abuse and all of that kind of went up. Um, so that's that's good. People are actually picking up the phone and calling and actually yeah. seeking help and advice. So if anything, if that's the base level thing, and also yeah, if that's that's if that's the if that's the the minimal thing that happens out of that, I think that's a good thing because okay. people are often the main reason they do get assaulted is because they are afraid to speak up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, no, definitely interesting discussion, mm. which I had to tap out for some of it. And not, not this, not our yeah, discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the ongoing discussion. Yeah, it's program, a lot. It's still it going on even now because yeah. the story is just ever evolving. And right now he's under investigation. Um, just his, it was his birthday as well yesterday and there's like footage of him in a club celebrating and just all kind of madness so it's just gonna you know what's more disturbing while. about that what? all the women who are hooping <sighs> and cheering filming him yeah, right. and let him piss on you it. then how about that or your daughter yeah pricks okay so, <laughs> so let's yeah. move on we've got a light in the mood a little bit so i said to cheryl today i'm like look we need to do some reviews because you know from season one we were reviewing like you know just oh yeah, the, TV the really viewing reviews, um, reality TV shows. But I haven't really been watching them. I've just been watching clips because I can't really get into it. Mm. I haven't watched Married to Medicine, Real Housewives, not properly. Not I think I only watched one episode where they did the kind of competition against each other. Mm. So that that episode was actually quite funny, and I haven't really picked up since then. Like, I just haven't had the interest. Yeah, it's just Portia's pregnant. Yeah, Nini's still. You know, one minute she's your friend, then she's not. <laughs> Candy's shady as fuck. Um, Marlo's being Marlo. Eva still undecided on her. <laughs> Cynthia's in love with this dude, Mark. Is it Mark Hill? I don't even know. Something See, all of that. Like that. I t- you know more than me because I've just. When I say I've tapped out, I've yeah. tapped out. I've had enough. Yeah, I still watch it. It's, it's, yeah. it's Can just I just nonsense. say what I um what I what I tuned into now? Mm. Um, so. I just had my TV on, just 
um, randomly. Yeah. And then I caught, it was on ITVB. And then I caught <laughs> The TV Real Housewives TV. of Melbourne. I've been Those... watching little bits of it. Is it <laughs> Melbourne or... And their faces are really Botox. Yeah. Yeah. They're I kind can... of old. Yeah. But let me just tell you something. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> Those women. I watched some episodes. Shut up, it was, it was the first time I watched... Because um, I only watched that the, mm. the Atlanta part of that franchise. So I watched it and I was like, these women are kind of real, actually. Mm. So then I went on to um, Now TV and then went into it and then went back to season one. And I was like, I can actually watch these women just mm. because they kind of... When they argue, they argue hard yeah. and they argue real. And it doesn't seem, I feel like the Real Housewives of Atlanta, even though they're shady with each other, that's what it is. It's face-to-face mm. -face shades. Mm. So I can kind of like watch it and find a little bit of entertainment with it. But these, these women are just like, if I don't like you, I don't like you. <laughs> like, just go for it. You, you're talking shit. <laughs> no. Some woman walked away, she's talking about, uh, something good luck with your, your pack of cards your pack of cards that's gonna fall <laughs> like they probably have big blocks like, you know people are so but rich so but they funny. ain't got nothing better to do than to just kind of like you know when someone's looking you up and down and looking for things that they can <laughs> they can pick at they'll be like oh look at that piece of thread coming from her trousers or look at that that you know that zip shouldn't be whatever it is like just picking on things that aren't even there and then they make a full-blown argument out of it. I'm they just were like, funny, though. I can't do it. They I were funny. Can't. So that's my new thing. I'm going to try and so get I into it. So I clocked off. But um, in the, like, just before the new year, I think mm -hmm. we've, where Cheryl and I are part of this Facebook group. So every now and then, you know, we've been telling people what they should be watching, what we're telling mm -hmm, our friends, mm -hmm, what we should mm -hmm, be watching. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They... Sade and I are still like everybody sort of Game of Thrones, but you oh, lot come are just on, man. being ridiculous about it. You've had a whole year. I to know, catch but up. how can I start getting into that when it's coming up? Isn't some kind of last season coming out? How am I going to get season, into it? But the thing is, we told you from last year. <laughs> from late. last year. Do you know what's funny? Like, it's too late. every day from last year, they've been actually shown every episode. I back don't to have back time to for that. To back to I, back. Need, I need to Even be able now, to... they're still doing it. I need to be able to consume it in my own time. So I need. No, yeah, Where is it? Where is it? Is it on? It's on. Do Netflix have it? I don't think Netflix have it because I got that. Sky, uh, Sky definitely have it because I've been watching. I don't have Sky. Watching bits like it's an amazing show. Like, I might honestly, have to. I'll try and get a Now TV, but maybe uh, if it's on Sky, maybe yeah. it's on Now TV. And somewhere. I read they're going to do a prequel to it. Oh shit! So because actually we were talking about that yeah. at your house and saying that they but can how actually am I gonna do get the prequel if I haven't done the actual bit yet. Then this, this, listen. Oh. When we start talking about it, don't say it. Why don't start it? talking yeah. about it in front uh, yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't care. You've had how many years now? No, no, no. Sorry, too late. Spoilers coming in left, right, and centre. You just out the conversation. So we moved on from that, and then we managed to go onto Netflix and started talking about things that you should watch. Now everybody got over this whole Bird Box nonsense, and then I can watched, I just say, did you one watch thing it? about Bird Box? What a piece of trash. No, I just want to say, Trevante. I think that was the only worth thing seeing, but the actual that, I mean, story. But that itself. was worth seeing, though. <laughs> just he, <laughs> he was worth <laughs> seeing, though. <laughs> He's definitely like, a beautiful man. Hold on a minute, Trevante. <laughs> Got muscles on top of muscles. Like seriously, <laughs> I knew 
when I seen him in um, Moonlight, yeah. when he was like, I can't remember the character's name, but he was part three of the yeah. character. I was like, yo, we watched that in the cinema. It's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, wait, what? So to see him in Great Bird Box, well done, well done, well done. That was a very pleasant surprise oh, did you not know he was in it no oh, okay. so that was oh that was good that yeah was but nice. bird box not, not yeah not. bird box yeah. was just pants. it was aight it was aight it didn't deserve the hype that it got so no. let me just say so anyway I thought somebody on Twitter said oh you guys need to watch this show called You mm-hmm. on Netflix I was like okay cool I got this is probably the one day I had off um, over the last two months and I just sat, sat sat in my house and watched it back to back. It yeah. was so good. So I jumped in the group. I was like, girls, you've got to watch this show called <laughs> You. It's amazing. Blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Accidentally gave you I don't really do the whole <laughs> Netflix thing like you lot do. Like, I think Sade is probably the worst. She's like, she's probably watched every show on, on Netflix. I just, I just don't have the time. So I actually sit, sat there and watched it back to back, got the girls to watch it. And Cheryl has now watched it. I thought it was really good. Did you enjoy it? I thought it was. I thought it was a great. Um, I shouldn't say a great concept because uh, you know, kind of murder and violence towards women is not necessarily a great concept. <laughs> but um, as, as, a, as in terms of as storylines go and the way it was, the way it was done mm. and the writing and you know, his narrating voice. I liked that. The, when I say his, the main character. So the storyline is, can't remember anyone's names. But Joe, there's, Joe's his name. I can't remember. What's the, fe- the, the girl's name? I can't remember her name. So there's a, there's a, fe- <laughs> there's a female protagonist <laughs> so and she is, um, she's kind of like a university college student, yeah. whatever. And she has the hots for guy A. Guy B sees her because she comes into his... Um, bookstore and he immediately develops an instantaneous crush on her but that crush is a bit more than a crush it develops yeah. into an obsession oh, the girl's name is beck so beck yeah so um joe develops um a crush on beck which turns into more than an obsession um you you watch the way he kind of gets into her life by basically stalking her and finding her patterns and making sure he bumps into her and things like that. And it's just a development of that relationship. And eventually it becomes an intimate relationship between the two of them. And he meets her friends and there's the interaction with him and her friends. Mm -hmm. Interaction being a very loose term to describe (laughs) what actually goes down. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was really excellent. Oh, oh and he kills a few people along the way. Yeah, he kills a few. A, yeah, just he a kills couple. a few people along the way. So I thought it was really good. <laughs> yeah, as a Netflix show, I thought it was really. Um, it was compelling. So from one episode to the next, I felt it was really compelling. I couldn't just like stop and say. I may, maybe it's because it, I was on, you know, crimbo break, yeah, yeah. not going to work. But I didn't feel like I could stop after a certain point. I was just like, what, next episode? <laughs> look, 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 look. You know, it says next episode, we're playing seven. Yeah. Straight away, <laughs> then skip intro. And then okay. straight back yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. What I loved about this show, as much as, you know, the lead character is a bit of a, you know, a nut job. Mm-hmm. They're like, the kind of mini storylines they had within it, I'm like, ooh, I can see myself kind of getting into this situation. I think I've actually been in that situation before. So take out the kind of like, you know, psychopathic nature of, of, um, you know, the lead character and kind of just look at it in terms of like 
a dating perspective yeah. and finding a partner sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I thought that was really clever the way they kind of tied tied that in because it did have me thinking, well, how many times have we fought in that manner or acted in that way mm. with a partner or, you know, been in a relationship? In what way though, do you mean? Well, for it, oh God, I don't want to say too much about giving it away for people that haven't watched it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is there were instant stories or just instances within mm-hmm. that kind of relationship mm-hmm. that I kind of identified with. Right, right, right. But what, his behavioural patterns or hers? Both, actually. Mm. I can't relate right yeah. now. Yeah. She relate. was like... I thought she was a mess. Yeah, an absolute mess. Yeah, I thought she was just a well-put-together mess. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And I, But I thought that was really great writing yeah. in the sense that she was believable yeah. as a well-put-together mess. Because I've seen many messes just like her yeah. trying to literally figure it out. Mm. But at the same time, you know... Missing big, yeah. big red flags. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we've all done that. It's just unfortunate for her that her... <laughs> mm. her um, the person that she ended up with was a flipping, you Psychopath. know... Yeah, nut yeah. job. And then it made me think, well... That could happen to any of us then. Mm. Because the God forbid he yeah, not happen to me. But the things that he was doing, <laughs> yeah. like ordinarily, mm. if I was looking at that, I was like, oh, that's quite sweet. But because I know what's behind what be, it, what's behind it mm. it's like, rah, mm. that's quite easy. Yeah. Do you know what I thought was quite interesting as well? Mm. Talking about some of the storylines that were the mini kind of storylines that were running through it. That um, as with, quite a few things that we've kind of viewed recently although he although he played the baddie Mm. quote unquote in this he wasn't all bad this is it i think that's what i was kind of like he wasn't like the slasher killer yeah no that would have been a different story that would have been a completely different write-up but i mean they're not i mean even in the sense of um he is he is a uh, yeah he is though when you think about it but well, not in the sense of a Jason Voorhees <laughs> kind of no 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 no, no. Way. but like, I was I felt empathy for him in a, a lot of instances I and didn't. sometimes I wanted to kind of like when he started to take that boy under his wing that, well that's what I was coming to like that I'm like why am I feeling bad like he's a he's a nut job but at the same time the gut, the way that he dealt with his neighbor, his neighbors. Um, no, but the way he dealt with his neighbor, because when like, you go oh. through it, when you go through it, the way he dealt with his neighbor was still cold blooded. He, mm. he, that was cold blooded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I so my 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 part of the so I didn't feel empathy for him. Mm. I didn't empathize with him in those scenarios. I didn't empathize with him in any of his killing scenarios. But I, the writing allowed you to see where it came from. from mm. But. Definitely the storyline with um, his young, the son of his neighbour yeah. was it, it. So it showed you that there was he's not just all one way. Mm. Who knows what he's now created with that mm. young boy? Yeah, this is it. With the messaging that he may have yeah. given to him that, you know, circumstances you might be able to kill him. Mm. But um, I did um, find that that one glimmer mm. was enough to humanise him. Because one thing that I didn't do in watching all of this, and it's because of the way it was written, I know yeah. it's fiction, I didn't hate him. Mm. This, I think that's what I'm trying to say. And like, I didn't think, and, I can't wait for you to get out of here. And I wasn't frightened of him mm. as a character. Do you see what I'm saying? But he was still cold blood. When you think mm. about all the deaths, they were cold blooded, mm. la. They weren't, 
you know, they were cold-blooded. Yeah. Wasn't done in the heat of the moment. No. Like, he knew what he was right. doing, especially with the friend. Right. Who actually, all of them. I no, but all of them. Because she was doing All of them. Even yeah. the, the friends, the, the, the other love interest, all of yeah, them. Yeah. They were cold-blooded, the way they were offed. Because I, I was saying, talking to Lisa about, um, about the show, and I was saying that her friend, what's her name? Peach, that's it. I'd, I actually thought that her and Joe were actually quite similar. In in, in narcissism, yeah. Yeah, in just everything, actually. Because I was thinking, given a certain, certain circumstances, I feel like Peach could potentially turn into somebody who's just like Joe, who would take somebody out if pushed. Yeah, because of their narcissism. Yeah. That's exactly it. They would. So she the, would. the way she died, I wasn't too upset about that. Yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, so anyone who hasn't seen um, You go on watch it. Netflix, definitely go and watch it. And i tell you what I watched um, recently. Have you got Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So have you watched um, College with Friends? Friends mm, from College? No. Watch Friends from College, series one. Series two is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm under instructions not to watch it because me and my mate are going to sit down on we'll Friday. Watch it together. And yeah, it again? friends from college. Friends from so college. So it's got, right, it's cool. got, it's got. So who did Get Out? What do you mean? Who's the guy that did Get Out? Not the lead character. No, no, no. The guy that produced it, wrote it, and produced oh, it. Oh, Jordan Peele. Right. So it's his comedic partner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that was the guy with the key. tall one with the ball head. Key. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what his first name is. So he's. <laughs> as I've watched all of series one now, I've realised that actually it kind of does revolve around him. You know, in that yeah. kind of strange way that you don't really notice. Like, do you watch This Is Us? No, I haven't seen okay, that Okay, so This Is Us. I didn't realise, it took me a while to realise that actually it's Sterling K. Brown's character's story. Mm. You think it's about everyone, but actually he's kind of centred in it. So in this same way, although it's about six friends who are now older and they're in their, I guess, late 30s, 40s, mm. establishing their careers, but they all met at Harvard College and it yeah, sh- yeah. shows their interactions. It's actually hilarious. Um, he is kind of centred in it. Like, I want you to watch it so we can talk about it next week. Okay. So you've got to fit it in. There's about... You can watch series one. <laughs> All right, I try my best. You can watch series one. <sighs> All right, so... All right, so let's move on to You Are The Corner. You Are you The are Corner. corner. <laughs> what? You Are The Light and Shady Corner. <laughs> uh, this is season two for real, for real. Oh, my God. Okay, so who do you want to put in shady corner let's do the negative stuff first and get out of the way so we can end on the positive so um i mean in 2019 i'm all about light and love (laughs) so i ain't putting nobody in shady corner Mm. today because i'm just feeling the light and the love oh my god that's so nice (laughs) oh my god like Wow, you changed. I changed. You are a I'm telling you. <laughs> Come next week, boy. Listen, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my shady corner is to the prick that came into my DMs um, questioning me, questioning me about my stance on this whole R. Kelly thing to the point where I had to actually write on my Facebook just so that you know. I'm not with it. No, I will blockage. never be with it. Blockage will Don't come ensue. and ask me any nonsense about it. If you want to step in the name of love <laughs> over the sexual assault of black women, that is your business. your business. But do not come into my DMs questioning me 
questioning me about it. I, I had to block this particular dude, and you know who you are, and I'm going to call you out. Blockage I'm not going to call your name, will but ensue. you're a prick. When I tell you not to press me on certain things, mm. don't do it. Mm. Yeah? Shady corner for all those people Just not only, who not only want to keep up their ridiculous R. Kelly supporting position, but then also, as you said, mm. are really out here questioning people with their basic viewpoints and their basic mm. understanding of some of the facts in this case. And yes, I am calling them facts about why people are taking positions. If you don't understand how serious this issue is, go off and play with the Just kids leave and me leave alone. the big people to talk about things. You can't things. be in my DMs telling me, actively telling me that, oh, you know, um, the man he made music that was such import, an, important, an important mood in, in my life and blah, blah, blah. And I'm literally saying to you, fuck your life. How about that? All we've been asked to do by this new R. Kelly movement is the bare basic minimum of not playing this man's music, not supporting him, not having anything to do with him, treat him like the the pariah that he is and just put him to the back of, mm. cause he's been up to no good. Mm. We can't do that. That's basic. Like mm. it doesn't change your life not to listen to it. You, yeah, anybody you that comes and starts talking nothing. about, oh, it was an important moment in my life. They are so self-absorbed. But this I is it. Want, I don't want like you, it, it is, but it was all about, oh, well, if I don't, can't get to lose, listen to his music, then you don't listen to his music. Nothing is going to happen to you. And this is it. But the, 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 the person in particular I'm talking about is somebody who believes highly that he's a supporter and an ally of black women. When I've had previous conversations before mm. with him, that mm. lets me know that you're not. So when he came into my DMs talking mm. that nonsense... I already knew I where already what got he your stance number. because I knew you were going to say that. 118, yeah? got your number. <laughs> this is somebody who is so triggered by the likes of um, Issa Rae. When is she going to write um, a, a TV show that centres around black men? All she does is black, uh, bash black men, blah, blah. Why don't you write it? This person's an actor. You go and write it then. Issa Rae bashes black men. That's what, that's, that's his thing. He doesn't like, he's, he doesn't like Insecure, but he watches it religiously every time it comes on. And when it does comes on, who is he coming to talk to about it? Me. He Why? Frustrated and then he that. defends all the nonsense that the men do in it. He sounds like he's vexed that Daniel Kaluuya's career is taken off. But the- <laughs> it sounds like he's vexed that, that Femi's... Uh, I, probably. Right probably. <laughs> he sounds like he's like, vexed that Arinze's got his own play. What are you doing, bruh? Just like, you, well, you write then. Like, you the write same it. way there, was, there wasn't any programming about black women. Issa got off her backside and decided, look, I can do this shit myself, so I'm just going to do it. So what's your problem? Okay, Go so and do he's it. in Shady Corner. So Who he is? is all the way in Shady Corner. Don't come here in talking to me about nothing. And you've been blocked. You, you're blocked from my social. You're blocked from me. Don't talk to me. Don't tell me nothing. <laughs> that is it. You're blocked from me. You are absolutely... Because the, the next thing is that if I actually see him, <laughs> it's going to be like, but why? But I told don't you why. Talk to me. And you're telling me that I'm, I'm telling you what to say. <laughs> I didn't tell you what to say. I told you that I don't think that you're a supporter of black women because you say this th- these things all the time and, they, and, you and I'll call you out on it and now you can't take it and now you're telling me that oh because John Legend said so that's why we must mute him I haven't been listening to him since the freaking Torre interview it's you that wants to listen to him so I'm telling you I'm telling you you're not a supporter and that's what you couldn't take so stay out of my DMs stay blocked from my life piss off don't 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 contact me this is okay, it okay so who's going into 
the light. So Raheem Sterling. Love Raheem. Who is just amazing. I just so, followed him on our page. I can't believe we're not following him. We need to... Can I just... Sorry to cut completely yeah. across you. But after everything... If, not even after, because before we've always rated Raheem. We've always yeah, rated yeah, Raheem. We've had course. other conversations about him on... On, in in the previous show, numerous times, but, you know, yeah, we got a. To me, and this is what I think this was the the import of the last time we spoke about him. We got to back people like Raheem mm. when people are doing nonsense on his name and trying to tear him down. It should be us, mm. and I mean the collective us coming out to back for Raheem. So Raheem, you have supporters here. I didn't even support Man City. I'm not in the, not in the Man City. <laughs> I don't really care about football. So and in particular. Raheem, it doesn't really matter to me. But, but shouts out to you for writing a letter to a young fan of his who he fa- had found out that um, he was being sexed not sexually assault, see, sexual assaults on my brain. Sorry, he's being racially abused. Mm. So Raheem wrote to him saying, you know, basically, you know, sometimes it's really hard to do the right thing. Keep your head up. Don't mm. let anybody tell you anything about yourself, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And given all the, you know, the backstory with Raheem and all the, 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 the nonsense he had to put up with in 2018. About the gun tattoo. Yeah, and just, just general crap. Um he's amazing he's doing some some big things at such a young age and mm. as Cheryl said we fully support him mm-hmm. so he's not one of those people who you know when people jump on an issue they do it one time you never hear from them ever again mm. it's like no this is something that he's he looks like he's like look I'm going to continue to talk about this and so I'm going to highlight it um yeah and that's it and, so and you know what and he needs to be given the space to do that the yeah. confidence to do it and you know what I, I i i literally think that you know we as in you know black joe public need to be around when people like raheem want to say certain things on twitter and wants to call out certain things and crowd around him and back him mm-hmm. and allow him to do it because you know the trolls will come for him yeah, yeah. and call out the media when they they talk about him unfairly and try to vilify him, mm. and so, which, which in fairness, people did. Yeah. When, when the, the whole hoo ha about the tattoo and you know how, <clears throat> then you started to see how they write about him in the mm. press. People were really on it. But um, a friend of mine who's you know heavily into football and in fact works kind of like in the industry and was saying that some of the things that he finds is that they don't necessarily. Um, talk about like other pundits don't really get behind him but then he was pointing out to me that he was listening to a particular radio phone in and the people that the um male white male pundits were actually for once saying it like calling it out and that needs to be a movement that needs to be a movement and more than a moment because if we don't start pointing the finger and saying hold on daily mail that's racist Mm, mm. hold on the sun that's bollocks yeah then they're always going to feel as though that they They can can come and talk about our our lads like Mm, this and mm. they are our lads just like the way they start calling about their lads these are our lads Mm, mm. so we need to be we need to be a lot more villagey about it so yeah Raheem Sterling deserves a lot of light right now Mm. so that's it actually we're only a couple of days into the new year no one's done anything spectacular 
that outshines that thus far because obviously you know mr robert has taken over the the shine but we're going to endeavor to find more great things to talk about mm -hmm. simply because we don't want to depress ourselves mm -hmm. and there's other people a hell of a lot more deserving than a 30 year a uh, 50 year old sexual predator mm -hmm. amen yeah so this was Season two, ep one. <laughs> Look, I feel so confident saying it. So make sure you're back here with us uh, next week for yeah. another episode of Two Girls and a Mind. Yeah, we out of here. <laughs>